Yeah, it was the something I love more than anything, punching a dog, and I got away with it. Got away with doing it in front of a whole bunch of other people. Did you pair them with your phone? I tried. What was that? You can hold down. You can hold down. You see where the power button is on the inside. If you hold that down and hold them open, it'll go into a longer pairing mode. Okay, I will do this later. I will. I will do this. This this is a really good use of our time. (laughs) (laughs) You you do what you need to do. Now the story of an eclectic fan base who lost touch with reality and the one podcast that somehow holds them all together. It's the Substandard Expanded Universe. Welcome to another episode of the SSEU Podcast. Here at the SSEU Podcast, we are dedicated to garbage opinions on topics ranging from Disney to Star Wars to WWE, which I know nothing about. Uh, We have a full episode today. We're going to talk about an old movie, a new movie, the weather, other exciting topics. If you enjoy what you are hearing on this podcast, please subscribe on Google Podcasts, iTunes, Stitcher, or whatever other app that you are using. With me, as always, from Texas is Ryan. Ryan, hello. Hey, Thomas. How are you today? Oh, I'm just so good. I can't even I can't even describe how great I am. <laughs> <laughs> we might want to fact check this. Uh, Ryan, right, question, Ryan. Are, are, yeah. are you Catholic? No. Okay. Also with us from South Dakota. <laughs> what? <laughs> so that's it. So no more questions. No follow-up. No, no, we're good. Uh, also with us from South Dakota is Chris. Chris, welcome uh, to the show. Um, are, are you Catholic? No. Okay. So there are... Zero Catholics on this podcast. I, I just want to make that clear. There are I don't only, know how this helps us. They're, they're, uh, well, what is happening? Are you going to go down all, all go down the list of all of them? <laughs> I just figured that we would highlight with the, the positive aspects of this podcast before people <laughs> turn it off. Oh my. I think the, the best thing that has happened in world history is when he walked up to that church or was it the town hall or whatever, and he banged the paper on the wall and said, these are the things that are wrong with the papists. You said he. Who are you talking about, Thomas? I don't want to say his name. Why not? It has a TH in it. (laughs) I'm sorry. You have to explain it. You don't like saying th? No, no. I enjoy it just fine. Other people seem to object. Yeah, a lot of people didn't like him. To Martin Luther or the way that you say Luther? Luther. The way I say it. The way you you say it sounds perfectly fine. Okay. All right. That's that's a first. Thank you, Chris. I object to the way you say a lot of different things. Yes, this is true. Luther is totally fine. Okay, Luther. So, so you're 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 pro ninety five theses is what you're saying. Which which of the 90 th- 95 <laughs> theses are your favorite theses? I, I I mean I like all kinds of stool. So <laughs> theses, T A theses. So you've been liking that? What Ryan's been sending you from the kids? I might frame some of it. Chris, I didn't ask you, how, uh, how's your week, day, weekend been? Pretty good. Thomas, you've been asking a lot about winter. Winter has arrived uh, in South Dakota. We got some snow. It is cold. It is. It was one degree outside when I was shoveling today. One degree Fahrenheit. That's basically, yeah. it was like the same here. Uh, let me check. Yeah, it was like 39 here today. So it's basically <laughs> the same. 
Pretty much, yeah. I had this remarkable thing that had never happened to me. As I was shoveling, um, I didn't have a hat on or anything, but I had the sensation of like an ice cream headache because of the cold on my forehead. <laughs> like I had an ice cream headache from cold air on my head. What, it was very strange. What did did you have gloves? A coat? Yeah, yeah, I had a little coat and, and gloves. Okay. Like, traveling's kind of tricky. Like, I usually don't wear much of a coat because, like, you, you get kind of a workout, if you know what I mean. You, like, so, so I always assumed that you would have, like, in the neighborhood that you live in with, with all of the houses, there would be, like, neighborhood kids offering to, to shovel snow. Is, is that not a thing? I could probably get pay someone to do it, but I, I, I don't the, want a, par, par, a fool and his money are soon parted. The, the, the kids have learned to stay off your yard. Get off my lawn. But yeah, I mean, it's been a really mild winter, and so it's just kind of a shock to the system for it to actually get cold. And so I, I, I don't know if it's global warming or not, but it's it's been pretty warm, um, despite my carbon offset offsets. I, I think I have to. It's been. I'm. I'm. What offset? Climate offset offset. <laughs> carbon offset offsets, Thomas. So you're you're familiar with carbon offsets, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like you pollute and then you go and I don't know, plant some trees or do something, right? Isn't, isn't yeah, that the exactly? Idea? I've been doing a little bit of carbon offset offsetting myself, just you know, to own the libs. Um, <laughs> for all these people that are planting trees and doing all kinds of stuff to offset carbon. I feel like I've got to do something to offset that. So what I do is I, if I drive by a tire store and I'm not, you know, don't have a busy day, like I might bring a load of old tires home just to have a little tire fire in the backyard. <laughs> um, surprising how happy they are to unload old tires. Like they're, they're like, sure, yeah, take them. I mean, the the neighbors they they ask questions, but I don't like you look ornery enough. If you look angry enough, they won't they won't bother you too much. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It's well, yes. the police. The police. I mean, they'll come sometimes. But <laughs> when you're burning tires in your backyard, they'll show up every once in a while. Sometimes. Yeah. Sometimes Chris, fire department, but you know, it's my my property. Chris's neighbors are. You know, you can hear them muttering about, "Oh, the, the priest is up to it again." The ones with asthma, especially. <laughs> <laughs> no one said owning the libs was cheap or easy. So, do you feel like you are doing your part? I do. I do. And like I said, uh, we had a milder winter because of that up until now. But I guess I guess I have not been doing enough. My my home, uh, no joke, up in northern Minnesota. I checked today. It's 40 below there. 40 below Yikes. Fahrenheit, not counting wind chill. 40 below. I believe that's where the temperature scales meet. That's that's pretty pretty bloody cold. That's mm. where the freedom scale and the commie scale meet. Yeah. Yes. So is this is this northern Minnesota? My home. Yes. Uh, I I actually learned something about South Dakota today. What was that? So you know who's from South Dakota? Tommy Lauren. Yeah, she is. <laughs> are, 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 that is true. Are you, is this, is this something you're proud of? Is, is she from Sioux Falls? Do you know? I think, I think she's from Rapid City. I think that's what her Wikipedia page says. She got in a, I guess, Twitter fight today or yesterday with Cardi B and they were using slang I had never heard of from rap songs or something like that. Uh, I oh, really, was it, was it Danish slang? Is that why it was? No, about? no, it wasn't Danish because also on Wikipedia, it says that Tommy Lauren is of Norwegian descent. So that is, that is why she is like she is. How is she? What do you mean like she is? Crazy. Crazy and blonde. So, so Cardi B's full name is Belle Kalis Marlanis <laughs> Did I just commit a hate crime? Alright, uh, cut this. Are you, are you sure that wasn't the Harry Potter spell? <laughs> 
I thought that you were uh, Tommy's mentor, Chris, and that you actually you actually write all of her tweets for her. And I was like, hey, can you take a selfie with a really tight spandex and a gun in your pants? Have you guys seen that selfie? Yeah, it was her and then was another Twitter celebrity who was like 14 or something who did it as well. The- yeah, there is another girl that is only famous for Caitlin being young and blonde and standing oh. with guns. And she's really dumb. That, that's it. That, that, that's it. Caitlin Bennett is terrible, yeah. but yeah. but I, I don't actually believe that Tommy Laren owns a gun. Probably like a squirt gun. Did she go to uh, university in South Dakota? Do you know? I have no idea. Oh, what what are other famous people from South Dakota? Isn't Tom Tom Brokaw? Tom Brokaw, Adam Vinatieri, January Jones, January, Pat O'Brien, January the month. <laughs> Sparky Anderson, Joe Robbie. Hey, let me Google it, guys. Shut up. Tom Berenger, Tom Clancy. Tom Green. Tom Brady. Like, so I Googled, um, <laughs> like, the first the first one is like a bunch of people I've never heard of. And then Crazy Horse. Crazy Horse? Oh, you don't know who Careful. Crazy Horse is. He's a, he's a famous Careful. son. <laughs> Indian warrior. Crazy Horse kill Custer? Is that who he killed? He was a famous. Oh, at the Battle of uh, Little Bighorn? Yeah. That, that may have been him. It's hard to keep him all straight. Uh, that sounds right. Them being... Oh my gosh! Honestly, I'm I'm reading through and um like there's a uh, Wikipedia page list of people from South Dakota section on actors and filmmakers. There's a lot of people I've never heard of. Well, I mean, you are not the only person who lives in South Dakota. So you've got like a little bit more work to do to be the most famous person in South not, Dakota. Not a whole lot, but yeah, just a little. <laughs> do, do you know who is uh, is um George McGovern? So <laughs> are you familiar with George McGovern? Thomas? Yeah, it was definitely who I was about to guess. Well, of course I am. Are you familiar with John Anderson? No. No, see, exactly. Don't ask me stupid question. Oh, uh, Dallas Clark was born in Sioux Falls. Hey. You guys know who Aaron Sorkin is, right? Have you seen uh, The West Wing? Uh, Ryan has, yes, has, I, has I haven't seen eloquent on, on Aaron Sorkin at many times. Yes, we know who Aaron Sorkin is. Yeah. But, but, no, but, no, but, but in all seriousness, I have not seen West Wing. Uh, have you seen anything else by him? Yeah, I, um, yes. I saw that Ashton Kutcher movie. <laughs> <laughs> Don't you say it. <laughs> oh, uh, the Steve Jobs that, one? The Steve that Jobs was one. Not the one he did, and you know it. <laughs> anyway, so Aaron Sorkin has been uh, drawing some heat from the left today because he was on uh, CNN uh, talking about uh, Democrats and the uh, 2020 election. He was talking about all the young Dems like uh, AOC and others. Uh, and, and what did ha- he say about her? What, he said that it is encouraging that there are these young people in politics and the Democrats have the potential to uh, become the dominant party of the next generation, but nay, they need to stop acting like young people. Uh, it's sort of like Aaron Sorkin's get off my lawn moment, I guess. And he is under so much heat from the left uh, because of uh, that interview. Is. Yeah, it made me like him a little more. Well, that's he needs to check his privilege. Yeah, well, I mean, so uh, what a I, dumb thing to say uh, for someone of his. Aaron Sorkin for years lived in a hotel room, essentially smoking crack because he didn't want to clean up after himself. So having having house cleaning helped. Have you heard about this? No, not the smoking crack part. No. <laughs> I'm pretty sure it's a thing. I will look this up and I can cut it if it isn't because that would be bad. <laughs> uh, I, I'm not sure I know what your point is. but That Aaron Sorkin might be a bit irresponsible. Or Aaron that, Sorkin, I... the hardest thing I do every day is not take cocaine. <laughs> <laughs>
Is that an actual quote? Is a uh, the headline of a uh, Huffington Post article. No, but oh, I, I, guess, I, I, I guess he's been through rehab on his crack addiction in the mid nineties. Uh, had what they call a high bottom. <laughs> 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 my life didn't my life didn't fall apart before I got into rehab. I didn't lose my job or run over a kid or injure anyone when I was high. But the hardest thing I do every day is not take cocaine. You don't get cured or addiction. You just you're just in remission. I just thought it would put 28 days between me and the drug. And then he, he, had a, he had a relapse in 2001. And then he went on to write the pious lecturing garbage that is the newsroom. But honestly, I think this this is a problem of being liberal is is that you get old and you get smarter. And there's like so much of liberalism is, is shaped by outrage that when you become kind of the old and, and somewhat learned uh, type, uh, you know, maybe some of these young people ought to, you know, maybe listen more and talk less. Oh, my gosh, what an outrageous thing to say. <laughs> you know, check your privilege, you know. It's. I think it's hard. Yeah. Oh yeah. I'm sure it is. Uh, we need a transition of some sort. Transition. We haven't done that enough lately. Thomas, how was your week? My week's uh, my week's been great. Uh, I have finally started to uh, furnish my apartment. Had some uh, time to uh, actually, you know, like do some sightseeing around town this weekend. I have. I've been to. I've been to IKEA, Target, <laughs> Best Buy, Total Wine, a shoe store. Uh, bed bath and beyond so um i've, I've had time to to look around it's, you had to go to the to somewhere besides just ikea uh the uh, the alcohol I'm that they sell and a little bit offended <laughs> that's off brand for you to, to be fair i i've been here for about two and a half weeks i've been to ikea three times so <laughs> i think i'm doing a good job and you you mentioned friday night you had you had a date. Was that date number two with this girl or three? Uh, that that was the second one. Second date. So it, which date is it that you take her to Ikea? It all depends on how much you like the person and how sure you are that you want to spend the rest of your life with them. Because when you take them to Ikea, there is no turning back. Like that, <laughs> that seals the deal. It's like, it's like meeting mom. Is it like, is it more intense? I, I think it's more intense and it is... It is uniformly a positive experience. So we're gonna dip Swedish meatballs and. And I think yeah, down. you gotta get That's that out of the you way. Share with just as soon yeah. as, because I mean, if she doesn't like a normal person, if you took them to IKEA and we're like, oh, we're gonna eat here, they'd be like, <laughs> what? This is like just gross. If she doesn't say that, then I mean, I, I think for you that would be a big step forward. Well, I mean, anyone who I date needs to be comfortable spending, you know, five hours a week at IKEA. And and if they're not, we're we're going to have issues. So if she really likes you, and you take her to IKEA to eat, um, and she's just really trying to make this work, um, what if she doesn't realize there's a cafeteria and just like starts gnawing on a kitchen cabinet or something? <laughs> what what what's the end game there? It means he dropped the roofie a little too early. Yeah. <laughs> oh. I think that so so if she starts to like nibble on the furniture, we we need to get in touch with a salesperson really fast and make sure that she pays for it. So so that IKEA gets their money. And so that you remain in their good graces. Afterwards I'll I like I will drive home and she will have to catch an Uber or something. Now, uh Thomas, question. Do any of these IKEAs so I've only been to an Ikea maybe once or twice. Um, 
And I remember, like, the upstairs had, like, rooms kind of decorated and set up, like yes. kitchens. and Yeah. Uh, are there... I'm trying to picture, because are, are there any um, rooms that have, say, Bluetooth speakers? Bluetooth speakers? I'm curious, because, like, yes. did Ryan actually go to an Ikea and put the substandard on a Bluetooth? Is that, Am I remembering that right? Yes, that was at Ikea. Okay. Yes, they All do right. have Bluetooth speakers yeah. in one section. It was right before the, um, it was right before you get to, like, the big warehouse mm-hmm, area where mm-hmm, you gotta yeah. go find all the shit that you just looked at. They had speakers in there, and yeah, I put my phone on there, and it was, I, I played the episode where JVL did the whole Bosch, um, <laughs> read where he cussed out Bosch, um, or no, it was he cussed out Lowe's, that's Lowe's. what it was, he cussed out Lowe's. Now, did you also uh, do that at Lowe's? Yeah, I did that yeah. at Lowe's. Something happened at Lowe's where I got found out like right away i can't remember what it was it was several months ago but i did but but it was it was ikea where where you had it going for a while yeah and and, like they couldn't figure it out they turned it off quite a bit of the the episode and then finally i don't know after maybe 10 or 15 minutes of playing the episode employees came over and turned off uh, turned off that speaker and then i came back over and connected to a different speaker (laughs) and then walked away and started playing it again and then it got to where they were just like standing over by the speakers. Eventually, I just had to leave because <laughs> we're just. I, I seem to just remember you, you sending one of your kids over to like turn it back on or something. I was there with Rose and with all the boys. Rose was shopping, and I, me and Jonah, and probably Jack were. I think they were trying to run interference for me to uh, get the speakers turned back on to continue blasting the substandard. I was only trying to, you know, improve the shopping experience. I don't know what they were. I don't know what their complaint was. So I think that we should make this a movement. If you listen to this and you are a fan of the sub-beacon slash substandard, which I assume that you are, whenever you are at Best Buy or Ikea or whichever store you happen to be in, you should make sure that the sub beacon is playing. And if you ever go to a, a, a cell phone store, make sure you subscribe all the phones to the sub beacon and, and in fact, this podcast if you could. Yeah. Yeah. Ryan tricked me to buy new uh, headphones today. The brand is JBL. He claims that these are the best headphones that he has ever had. Uh, that they are essentially unbreakable. Is that how you describe them? As long as you don't run over them with your truck. Yes. Yeah. The, the the only problem is that they're impossible to turn on. How how the fuck do you do this? You just turn them on by putting them on. They automatically turn on. When you put them on your ears, they automatically turn on. Yeah, if you would have just read this, just the most. I don't. I don't. Don't, don't be ridiculous. I don't do that. I don't. Direction. I don't. No. No. Yeah. So um, they're activated by the action because, like, the part that goes over your ear and the bud are are kind of like they're together but if you separate them as if you would put as if you're putting them on your ear that turns them on and they automatically go into uh bluetooth, oh shit it does bluetooth discovery mode and so if you have your phone on they'll pop up on there time out 
You mm. just put the headphones on, and it just knows that they're like, is this Black Magic? What? What? Yeah, I'm telling you, these are the best headphones I've ever had. I have they're the JBL Endurance. I have the JBL Endurance Jump, and I think you brought the JBL Endurance Sprint. Yep. I don't know what the difference is. The the different. The I know that there's the Endurance Sprint. There's the endurance jump, and then there's the endurance swim. With the endurance swim, you can actually swim laps in a pool with the headphones in and listen to uh, music. But those were like, I think those were like $130. The jump, the ones that I have are the mid-level ones, and the sprint are like, they're basically the same as the endurance jump. But I don't know exactly what the difference was between those two. But yeah, you just... It, just by putting them on, you, they turn on. And then the same thing, if you take them off and just set them down, they automatically turn off. This is insane. They, they're, they're working. I'm trying it out right now, and it works. How does it know it, that they're in your ears? It's just by separating the um, the connector piece that, that goes over your ear from the bud. If okay. that's just separated, I mean, just a half an inch, it, it'll turn on. Okay. All right. Well, okay. I was wondering because I've I've got these uh, JBL endurance squats, um, <laughs> but I'm a little scared. These are good for now, the bathroom. Well, I'm <laughs> I'm reading the directions a little more closely now, and I guess they only work if you're squatting. So um, I'm not sure. I might need the sprints or maybe the swims. I well, I don't. Know. I have to think a little bit. I have to think a little bit more about what activities I'm going to be doing. Because I'm not going to be squatting the whole time. That's just ridiculous. Uh, Chris, uh, I believe that you watched most of both uh, football games today. I did. Thoughts, opinions? The, what was the outcomes? Were the outcomes what you expected them to be? What you wanted them to be? Actually, yeah. The outcomes were exactly what I wanted them to be. Uh, actually, that's not true. The first game, I was really pleased with the outcome because I hate the New Orleans Saints. Yeah, me too. People, people forget... That Sean Payton was yeah. suspended for an entire year. Unprecedented discipline for a guy like that. Like for, he is a horrible person. Yeah, he. he they gave out over- cash bonuses for to in, for injuring players. Yeah, for injuring opposing players. And like the um, worse the injury, the more the money they got. It should have been a lifetime ban, but like just the fact that he got a a one year ban is an indicative of of just like how serious this is. Like you know you. You, you know, punch a woman in the face, you get, like, three games. Um, you do some drugs, you get maybe four games. And uh, so it, it just indicates the severity of, of this offense. So I root against him all the time, and I uh, was really glad. Like, I don't see the problem with the refereeing. I thought it was it was flawless. Um, so I, I don't see... Is there a question of the refereeing? I didn't get to see the end of the game. So. No, there there isn't a question. I mean, okay. some some people are just sore losers and complain, <laughs> but um, the right team won. Uh, in the second game, I'm, I'm very pro-Empire. I mean, I'm pro-Patriot, uh, but I would have been thrilled to watch Pat- Patrick Mahomes carve up the Patriots. But, like, watching the, the Patriots just kind of surgically dismantle uh, the Kansas City. Uh, that was kind of fun in the first half. Tom Brady threw the interception to kind of keep the game close, but great day of football. Two overtime games. Couldn't really ask for more. Do you do you like the Rams? No, not particularly. I just hate the Saints. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, that's... and I hate I hate I, John Payton. If... I like the Patriots. When the Colts lose, I, I always root for the Patriots. Cause... Is there a reason for that? Do you, do you just appreciate excellence? I mean, that's most of it, honestly. Like, I like watching Tom Brady play, um, but also, like, a lot of people get really angry when the Patriots win, and 
That makes, that makes me laugh. All the right people it, angry, doesn't yeah, it? Yeah, I mean, it's not even just the libs. Everyone I know hates the Patriots, who isn't even... It's That's what I'm saying. It's both. It's the libs and just... People who do not recognize uh, genius. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Ryan, one thing you missed, at one point when things weren't going well for the Patriots, Bill Belichick took his Surface, uh, Microsoft Surface, and like just threw it as hard as he could at the ground. <laughs> <laughs> like this fifteen hundred dollar tablet PC, he just he just shattered like he's a rock star on the stage, <laughs> breaking his guitar. Great. Oh, I, I forgot to mention one thing about uh, IKEA. I I, I emailed uh, JVL asking for mattress suggestions uh, and advice. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I, I told him that if, if he wasn't going to give me any any advice on it, I was just going to go buy it from Ikea. And he replied in all caps <laughs> that whatever I do, do not buy an Ikea mattress. <laughs> so he, he seems to have strong feelings on the subject. He does. So you went with a tuft and needle? I, I did go with the tuft and needle, yes. Ryan, do you have a tuft and needle? No, but we've we're, we've like been looking at getting a, you know one of those mattresses that come in the child size boxes for for a while <laughs> so 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 there are a lot of them right but yeah uh, the the benefit of tuft and needle is they have amazing reviews people who buy the mattress they seem to love it they are also probably at the best price point out of all of their competitors if you look at lisa or nectar or whatever else you have they all seem to be slightly more expensive than tuft and needle uh, and so it's at a really good price point. The reviews are great. I will I will report back about how it absorbs fluids and let you know. <laughs> oh, so speaking of, so that's an inside joke. Can we can we um, shed some light on? So there's probably only 25 people who know that Ryan actually uh, when he punched a dog that it was a an actually a heroic <laughs> act. That that uh, Ryan, do you want to tell the full story now, uh, or, or are you too modest? <laughs> I mean. It wasn't uh, so. I heard, I heard a lady screaming, like the kind of scream that um, isn't just like, oh, I'm messing around, being silly kind of scream. The kind of scream that's like, uh, uh, I think someone is being murdered. And so I looked over, I don't know, kind of across from where I live, and I just see this lady who's walking her two dogs. <laughs> And she's on the ground, and there's a, um, what I found out to be a, a pit bull that was on top of her, um, biting her and her dogs. And at first it bit her hand, and then um, one of her dogs kind of got in the way, and the pit bull locked onto her dog. And when I got, and so I just started running over there. The whole time I'm just like... I really don't want to get bit by this dog. What, were but, you were you wearing your JBL headphones? No, I wasn't. I wish I should have been. He's wearing um, his JBL jog headphones. I was just wearing like so- I would, didn't even have shoes on, <laughs> and, and it was so muddy too. I was by the time I was over, I was completely covered in mud, and so I just run over there, and because uh, there's other people that see what's going on and they're just like yelling at the dog. And like, some people are kind of <laughs> like, work? they're, they're like weird. clapping their hands, like trying to get, and I'm just like, what, what, what do you think that is going to do? <laughs> so I just go over there and I just 
grab the dog by its collar, like this pit bull, and I just start yanking on it as hard as I can. And he's still, he is locked on to the other dog. Then I just start hitting this dog, this pit bull. I'm punching it. I'm kicking it. It is not letting go. I'm pulling as hard as I can. The lady, she's screaming. She's bleeding all over the place. Her dog, like the, the her dog's ribs, I can see the skin yeah. being pulled away from her dog's ribs. And this, this pit bull is completely locked on. Finally, another guy comes and, and starts pulling on it with me. And both of us are pulling on this dog and we cannot get it loose. And we're just hitting it and hitting it. And the pit bull was bleeding by the time we were done. And... So then it the pit bull like it the the dog's rib cage area slipped out of its mouth but it and it latched onto um the woman's dog's uh harness like it had a, instead of just a leash it had a harness that went around like its whole body and so the pit bull is now pulling on the harness well that's still like pulling the lady and her dog with us and <laughs> like before before we like get get wait, 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 the harness, wait, wait. so at, and at this point no one else is doing anything no no They're there are probably 10 or hey 15 dog people. dog there are hey. probably 10 or 15 people standing around and at first like the, the like i'm i'm screaming at these people like i'm cussing at these people because the the first person i'm saying like I, i'm just like looking at these people i'm like have you called has anybody called the uh, the police or the the uh, you know animal control animal control and one lady's like oh I thought it was your dog I was like it's not my <laughs> fucking dog I just I said call someone and then, uh, like I I noticed on the pit bull it had a collar on and there was a num there's a his name and there was a phone number on it what was it and, was it Tommy Lawrence dog <laughs> and, and so like then I realized there's a phone number and I'm like dog. okay. This uh, I, and like people are screaming and I'm just like shut up, shut up, someone dial this phone number. It's the owner's phone number <laughs> and tell them to get out here and get their damn doll. And so someone calls it and they're like, okay, they live down there, they're coming. I'm like, great. And um, then the one lady tells me, well, the the animal control number said that I had to leave a message. And I'm like, did you leave a message? And she says, no, I didn't think I would do it. Like, okay. And so. <laughs> Uh, finally, like, we've got, got it to where the pit bull is, is pulling on the other dog's harness. And we're still trying to get it separated. And I say, hold on, hold on, hold on. Before we separate it from this harness and it needs something else to chew on, <laughs> why don't you just take the harness off of your dog and let's just let this pit bull chew on the harness? Because, I, like, seriously, I'm like thinking if it it's not chewing on that dog or that dog's harness. We've made Is it going to want to chew right? on me next? Because I'm I'm pulling on its <laughs> collar and I've punched it a bunch of times. So <laughs> she unsnaps the she unsnaps the harness from her dog, and so then the pitbull is like content to just like uh, like rip this harness to pieces, and then um, I'm still holding on to it, and then someone else comes up with this huge rope, and we tie this rope around it, and we just tie it to a tree, and. I'm just like, okay, I, I'm going back inside. <laughs> I was just covered in mud. And I was so tired. And there, I was just so annoyed at all the stupid people that were just standing around. And the adrenaline yeah. high of, of getting the chance to punch a dog had kind of gone away. Yeah, yeah it was the something I love more than anything, punching a dog. And I got <laughs> away with it. Got away with doing it in front of 
a whole bunch of other people. And, and so, of then, course, we finally we the person Brian's... the person shows up whose dog it is. And it's this lady, and like the lady who was attacked is still she's bleeding. She's waiting for an ambulance to show up. Her dog is bleeding all over the place. The lady, the the lady whose dog who's the whose dog the pit bull is shows up, and she's just like, "Is that your dog, that pit bull?" And she's just like, yeah. And she says, the other lady says, it attacked me and my dog. And she's like, oh. And that's all she says. Yeah. <laughs> What's <just> like, oh, <laughs> like, <laughs> like so, not even sorry. It was just like oh. I know. Eventually, animal control and the police came up because I had to give them a statement. I hope that I hope that person is doesn't still have that dog. The takeaway here is that. Ryan didn't just punch a dog for the hell of it. It, <laughs> it actually happened, but it was for a good cause. Well, I mean, honestly, that's the only reason I went out there. I was like, I think I might get to punch this, a dog. This is a chance. Yeah. This could like, be it. I, I didn't really want to help that lady out, but this was the only way I saw I get to punch that dog. Ryan, do we have an advertiser today? Do we have a repeat advertiser today? Uh, yeah, we do. We have another We Harmony ad. We 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 do appreciate repeat sponsors. Uh, that is what is keeping this show afloat. So um, it really is just barely, but it's keeping us it's keeping us going for the time being until we get some. Uh, you know, some more name brand sponsors. Yeah, we, we believe that next week we will have some updates on our negotiations with Commentary and Ricochet and National Review that, that we can share with you guys. Uh, but Yeah, I mean, you're you're almost best friends with John Gabriel now, aren't you? Yeah, it's uh, we're, we're making progress, but let's, let's leave it at that for now. Um, this is a new version of the app. It's the uh, Z Harmony app. Are you a college student who's found yourself being lambasted for insensitivity and bias by a student intern for the assistant to the associate dean for diversity and inclusion? Are you a young professional who has received never-ending and incomprehensible emails from the assistant to the human resources officer for team building, (laughs) wellness and inclusive excellence about your creation of an unsafe work environment? Or have you found yourself in a new school or job and are paralyzed with fear of saying something inappropriate or offensive for most of your waking existence? (laughs) These experiences are really unpleasant, and you are right to be both scared and uncertain about your future. Studies show that student life orientation programs and workplace training studies for diversity and inclusion are shockingly ineffective and counterproductive. One day... You're in a sharing circle talking about your sexual identities, preferred pronouns, and that one time you smiled at a friend's joke about their heteronormative tendencies, and three weeks later, you're listening to Charlie Kirk's podcast <laughs> making your, your bed because Jordan Peterson told you to clean your damn roof. <laughs> Then it's a short step to booking a flight on Expedia or to Arizona so you can attend a MAGA rally with Sheriff Joe. (laughs) None of this is going to make your life any easier. Well, what should you do? The path to full wokeness is long and arduous. And let's be honest, it takes a special kind of person to tolerate that many meetings and that much sharing of feelings and emotions. And there are no guarantees even after you think you've become fully woke. These people turn on one another faster than you can say intersectionality. (laughs) 
<laughs> Thankfully, the folks at WeHarmony have developed a new product aimed at these students and young professionals. Z-Harmony. As if the children weren't enough, Z-Harmony says to these young adults, Yes, you can find a path between the land of woke and MAGA rallies. You just need to, some help in creating an utterly benign barely noticeable, aggressively shrunken personality when you're around <laughs> others at school or work. The app works in two easy phases. During phase one, or the just shut the fuck up phase, <laughs> faces will pop up on your phone or tablet. In three seconds or less, you'll have to pair a pronoun with that face. No matter what pronoun you choose, it's wrong. <laughs> strong electric current will be emitted from your device. <laughs> this phase will reinforce the truth that verbal interactions should always be kept to a minimum. Complete 50 hours of the just shut the fuck up and you are <laughs> and you are passed on to the next part of your training phase. Phase 2. There's nobody home phase is a reminder that minimizing verbal exchange isn't enough. A blank expressionless face is the path to safety, solitude and peace. During the there's nobody home phase, your tablet or phone will scan your face for any hint of emotion or mood will bring back those highly unpleasant electric pulses once you achieve total blankness your gaze will be returned to an equally blank face you're now you're ready for full non-engagement with others if you haven't had those normal verbal so social niceties or non-verbal cues completely beaten out of you within one year we'll delete the app from your phone or tablet free of charge but don't take our word for it take it straight from the customer Here's Brad, who was a first-year student at Georgetown when he started using Z-Harmony. So my friend and I, we were finishing up Quidditch practice one day, and I yelled across the field, Yo, let's go get some pizza. He said, Yeah, totally, but Sheila's going to come too, okay? Then I asked, What toppings does she like? Is she cool with, like, roasted red peppers? That pizza was tasty as hell. But two, late, two days later, I found myself in Dean's office. She was all... How did you know Sheila's pronoun was she? I guess I didn't. <laughs> she said, I guess you didn't know that Sheila is transgender and prefers Z or Zer. <laughs> it was so confusing. I rebelled and started watching Tommy Laren and listening to Charlie Kirk and Jack Butler, but I was losing friends fast, man. <laughs> I mean, Tommy's hot and all, but I needed to find another path. It was all too exhausting. My heart, my mom heard about Z Harmony from her friend on Facebook and got me a subscription. I'm a junior now and haven't had a single bias incident reported against me since that thing with Sheila. So take it from Brad. It's never too early to start on Z Harmony. Our in-house team of PhDs have confirmed that we are well below the threshold where electric pulses can do any significant damage. So download Z Harmony today and ensure you can live in a totally unproblematic existence if uh, you would like to try z harmony go to weharmony.com slash dudes counting i uh, i have uh, ryan i have two questions the the first is what does it mean that they will delete the app for free well they'll just take it off your phone for like free you don't have to worry about it anymore uh, you, know? you, you can't do that You're, you can't just go to the app store and delete the app uh, I think probably the, the system wouldn't work if you could just delete it yourself. Okay, okay. Then that would probably be the easiest thing rather than dealing with a lot of those electric shocks. You say, you know, man, screw this yeah. and just delete it. But if they let you do that, then, you know, nobody would get 
through it. So they they make you keep it on there for a year, and then if you, it doesn't work after that, then they'll delete it for you. Okay. And we'll charge you anything to to delete it either. Okay. And so and so my my second question then is so what what are acceptable pronouns? None. Is that the lesson? Uh, yeah, I think you have to wait. And yeah, why, why would you assume someone would you want to be C or G or... Yeah, you don't... Um, I think just asking what are acceptable pronouns is probably that's, that's a problematic question yeah. in, in and of itself. I would so. assume that they want pronouns. Yeah, what if they don't? Uh, there was something I was thinking of while you were talking. Uh, so I had a political rant. It sort of fits, I guess. Anything fits if you just jam it in. So speaking of problematic and and pronouns which sort of ties into politics today something that i have been thinking of recently my first counter question is are you trying to get us louis ck'd (laughs) (laughs) by erasing this whole point um I've cut that. Uh, it's, it's hard to say I think because we'd have to do more than just talk to get Louis C.K. <laughs> That's true. I mean, he originally got in trouble for something else. Uh, something Thomas has done many times. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I, I'm not sure. That's that's crap slander. I also believe that today we have uh, we have a, a, I guess our second correction of this podcast. What was our first correction? Uh, that was to you last week. I've never had a correction. <laughs> Uh, Chris, uh, do do you have a correction for us? I I do. Last week on the podcast, I gave you guys a quiz on all things Minnesota, and I mentioned uh, I'm just trying to educate you guys on on Minnesota and history, and I mentioned that uh, terrible job Abraham, by the way that Abraham Lincoln <laughs> um, was the one who signed the, the how many lakes are thirty eight for thirty eight Dakota. This is not a laughing matter. 38 Dakota men and women. Actually, I think it was just men. Um, <laughs> Julie Kelly of American Greatness wrote a correction to my factual... You know what? I'll just, I'll just read it to you. J- Julie Kelly is a highly respected tweeter uh, of uh, American Greatness and yeah, uh, from the, the Federalist. Point, yeah, she was the one who pointed out that, that, that Nancy French... Um, Although she was molested by her pastor, she pointed out that uh, that um, really she just fooled around with her pastor. You know that's 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 a good way to talk about people who've suffered sexual abuse. Yeah, but, uh, this is this is the kind of person Julie Kelly is. So yeah, that, that Julie Julie Kelly. Julie, <laughs> go ahead. Julie Kelly tells the truths that other people won't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So here's here's a truth from Julie Kelly. She said she writes in and says. You people would bring up the so-called massacre and associate it with Republican President Lincoln. <laughs> I mean, how do you know Lincoln even knew about it? And yeah, yeah, this could be, could this be any more obscure anyway? But nobody wants to talk about the massacres that happened just four years ago on President Obama's watch. What about those, Bob? <laughs> nobody wants to talk about what happened at the Mall of America on July 7th, 2014, <laughs> there were four 12-year-old girls shopping for leggings at Justice. They were just shopping, trying things on, trying to decide what looked best, 
And the small cop just tased <laughs> all four of them. That's right. Tased them out of the blue in the dressing room area. Said they looked all privileged and, and that they looked like they were getting ready to shoplift. And they're traumatized. They, they haven't been back to the mall since. I mean, this is the Mall of America in America. And guess which ball cop turned out to not be a citizen? Louise, that's the that's, that's the Minnesota massacre that nobody wants to talk about. What oh a garbage podcast. I hope true. you feel like you're corrected, Chris. I, I only I only have one question. Uh, what what's justice? Is it is it the store? Yes, it's, it's a, a store, store for that, that Ryan will learn a lot more about in the next seven or eight years. What what when his like a, when his sons start to go there? <laughs> yeah, that's that's what I no. When Piper is in probably third, second, third. I'll tell you what. So Jordan is just starting to get interested in justice. Like, justice is a place that is awesome for her to go to. So is it like Forever Twenty One or something like that? Or uh, yeah. I have no idea. I don't know what Forever Twenty One oh. is. I know what justice is because I have an eight-year-old daughter, and at her <laughs> eighth birthday party, like I heard the girls like taught, like half the girls had been to justice. And the other half were like, "Oh, I've heard about it. Like, I can't. I wish I could go there." <laughs> like, and it was like they were talking about the Holy Grail. <laughs> so, do you guys want to talk about movies at all in in today's podcast? Well, we're what two and a half hours in. Like, <laughs> I first want to mention that last week I went I went to see The Mule, which is Clint Clint Eastwood's latest masterpiece. It has brought in over a million dollars at the box office. A um, million? <laughs> wow! <laughs> well, it only has like a fifty million dollar budget or something like that, and they and they shot the movie in. And they made a million dollars. Yes, that's a blockbuster. A uh, hundred million. I'm sorry. Actually, I have a question. So, speaking of the box office, what the hell is the upside, and why is it number two at the box office? Last week it was number one. So neither, oh. neither of you have heard of, it, the one, heard of yeah, this. Yeah. Oh, it's, it's with, with Brian Cranston. Hart, Brian Cranston is in a wheelchair, and Kevin Hart does is in it. So he's probably doing a lot of Kevin Hart stuff. He's probably being really Kevin Harty. Oh wait! That's problematic because, as you know, Brian Cranston has full use of his arms and legs. I feel very uncomfortable. He plays, a, he plays someone with a, a, a bad case of the wheelchairsies. <laughs> I don't think that he's allowed to do that. <laughs> the mule parks at number eleven this week with about three and a half million. What's the verb you use there? Parks. It parks. Parks. You know, like you park a car, uh, and on the in the box office ranking, you will park at a certain spot. I I don't think that's a thing. It is now. Anyway, the mule made ninety six million overall. Ninety six. So almost a hundred million. So the mule is. So the movie, the screenplay, is actually based on a true story. Did you guys know this about Leo Sharp? 
who was a real-life drug mule, who at the, the ripe age of 87 was caught by the feds. There is a New York Times article written by Sam Dolnick uh, about Leo Sharp, which sort of tells his life story. I, I recommend reading this article, but only after you have seen the movie. It gives away much of the plot. The movie itself, uh, it so, has... So let's, let's cut the brass tacks here. Okay. Like, just how much drugs could he fit in his rectum? <laughs> Well, and like, is that something I mean, you, can, you can build with experience? Yeah, I mean, as you get older, things get looser. Well, <laughs> and what's the point of diminishing the returns? Because as as you get older, I mean, you oh, like, like you really want to fall just, right out? Yeah, <laughs> exactly. At at the ripe age of eighty seven, he could fit a lot of a lot of drugs. In the trunk of his truck, and That's what that they call it. is that what we're gonna call it, yeah. Yeah, and and he became so yeah. So a spoiler warning: if you want to see the mule, there are going to be some spoilers. And so he smuggles drugs. He smuggles drugs, and he becomes for the cartel that he is working for. He becomes the most prolific drug mule that they have. The best drug mule from El Paso to Chicago, and to Detroit, and to other places in the Midwest. You can sort of compare this movie to Gran Torino. It is not quite as good. It is not quite as racist. There are some racist comments from Eastwood throughout the movie. Uh, Interesting that it's both, you characterize it, not as good and not as racist. Uh, it does, What's the correlation there? It does provide some funny moments, uh, some cheap laughs uh, that comes out of the fact that you are placing an almost 90-year-old man in certain situations where you might not imagine that you would find a 90-year-old man. So, so that's sort of funny. Uh, the movie drags a little bit. You can see the entire plot actually play out. Like, you sort of know how it is going to end. It did have very few twists. So, for a drama, it had surprisingly little drama in it. It did seem... So, when I went to see it, this was a Tuesday at an AMC, and AMC does the, the $5 movie, movie Tuesdays. Uh, and it seemed like it had gotten some really good word of mouth because the theater was packed. Like, the theater was full with people who wanted to go see this movie, which surprised me a little bit. I think The Mule is a poor man's Gran Torino. Uh, it is not quite as good. Uh, if you like Clint Eastwood, I would go see it. Uh, if you don't like Clint Eastwood, I would wait until it arrives at a streaming service near you. Kevin Hart was the one who was shoving the stuff up in the rectum because his... Clint Eastwood's arms didn't work. <laughs> That's the well, upside. He was shoving stuff in Brian Cranston because Brian Cranston was paralyzed from the waist down, so he couldn't feel it. Okay. <laughs> so Brian Cranston was a mule, and <laughs> Kevin Hart was both the shover, the retriever, and mm-hmm. the the comic mm-hmm. kind of sidekick. Okay. Yes. I, I think you might have gotten your movies mixed up. The Vic. The Victorino Maddest way of reviewing movies, The Mule has a runtime of an hour and 56 minutes, which puts it under two hours, which means that it is a great movie. And so he not only brought stuff across the border, but throughout the United States. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, so he does a bunch of, of uh, drives, uh, hauls from El Paso to Chicago, which is... So he doesn't cross the border? Or he no, does? no, no. He, he does at one point. He goes to a party 
at uh, the cartel leader's mansion in Mexico, which is another one of those moments where this 85-year-old man, Clint Eastwood, is dancing with these hot 20, 25-year-olds and getting serviced by them, and that's supposed to be funny. Yikes. It's actually... And, and like the sprinkler and stuff? It it did make me cringe a little bit, uh, those <laughs> scenes. In the movie. So he wasn't even... How much is Bradley Cal- Cooper actually in this thing? And Michael Pena? Are they just... Uh, is it mostly just Clint Eastwood driving in a truck by himself, muttering him to himself? Or uh, Yes, that is, that is exactly what this movie is. It is mostly Clint Eastwood driving alone, muttering to himself, meeting different people along the way, hiring prostitutes, visiting the drug cartel leader, getting reacquainted with his ex-wife, and so on. So it is almost exclusively about Clint Eastwood and Bradley Cooper, who is, I believe he gets second billing on the movie. You don't actually see him that much. But I had a feeling. Like, when I think of someone being a mule, they're, like, I'm picturing someone carrying drugs across a, <laughs> an international border. So you're saying he just drove them around the United States. Yeah, he, he drove to a, a garage like, in El Paso. Not, there are not checkpoints in the United States. I feel like it's totally unnecessary to shove these drugs up your rectum. <laughs> no wonder why he's muttering to himself the whole time. <laughs> it made ninety-six million in the United States, and get this, worldwide, a hundred and one million. <laughs> so it, not a big hit. It barely so, made a dime outside the United barely, States. This is like not the a big hit in China. I, I guess Clint Eastwood muttering to himself, <laughs> driving around, doesn't translate well in other yeah. languages. I guess not. Yeah. Do, do you guys like Clint Eastwood as a director? I mean, see, I didn't love Gran Torino. I thought it was okay. I think the main benefit of Gran Torino is that it taught me a lot of new words to use. <laughs> <laughs> You may, were, were, were those those words that were... You might have missed the point, but... That's, <laughs> I mean, American Sniper was... I mean, it was okay. I don't think it was very... Some of it were... Some of it was a little ridiculous. Uh, Trouble with the Curve is complete garbage. He like, did not direct that. Oh, he didn't? Okay. Either way. <laughs> it's still I garbage. Just, any chance I get to get to yeah, trash yeah. that movie, I will. I gotta be honest. I think it, the only movie I've seen by him is Million Dollar Baby, which is fine. You oh. never saw American Sniper? Nope. Should I? Mm, no. When uh, when I was in the theater uh, to to go see the Mule, uh, I of course watched the previews, and, and one of the one of the previews was for the movie Us, which is to be released in I believe the spring of 2019. It is by Jordan Peele who uh, directed Get Out. Oh, yeah. And this movie looks absolutely terrifying. It's going to make so much money. It is going to make all the money. Like, if there is anything that we have learned about horror movies in recent years, it is that they will crush it at the box office. And this one... Especially if they're in the hands of somebody talented and that uh, knows what they're doing, knows how to tell a story, and knows how to make a movie with some suspense and some originality. Yeah, that it's it's going to make a ton of money. Yeah, yeah, it, it it's going to make all the money. Like I don't. I personally do not really enjoy horror movies, and I I try to avoid them. I would rather go and see something else. Just based on the praise that Get Out got, and Us, which is seems like it is spiritually sort of a sequel to Get Out, even though it has almost nothing to do with it, except that the director, uh, Jordan Peele, is the same. 
it is it is going to do so well. And I mean, I think it, it probably deservedly so. I mean, I like Get Out and I like Jordan Peele a lot. So so what what was good about Get Out? Was it was it just like was it a good horror movie or what what was think, good about yeah, it? Yeah, no, I think and I'm in the same as you. I don't generally like horror movies. Um Get Out is about the closest I'll get to, you know, an actual horror movie and enjoy it. But I feel like Get Out had enough originality. Didn't they didn't somebody put Get Out in the comedy category for one of the <laughs> award shows? Um, I, I might be wrong about that, but They're I think like, oh, I really like that that guy from Key and Peele. Yeah. Oh, yeah, he directed a movie. Like what they, yeah. And so cuz I mean, it had comedy in it just because he's he naturally just knows how to make things funny but without it making it into you know just a comedy so I, I thought it was original i thought it was really funny i thought the the actors were really good one of the i can't remember now but one of the one of the actors from the tv show atlanta was in it and i really like him in atlanta and he's he, he was good in get out too but um I mean, I, I liked it. I don't know if it was the best movie or deserved to be nominated as one of the best movies of that year, but it, it was really good, especially, like I said, I don't like horror movies generally, but I really like, I like that movie. So this is going to be, like Thomas said, it's going to be in that same vein, even though it has nothing to mm-hmm. do with Get yeah. Out. It, it looked just from the preview. It, it hooked me to where I was like, okay, I want to see this. Thomas, I am surprised. Like, you would seem like an easy mark for Get Out. I mean, a white family kind of torturing and taking advantage of a young black man? Seems like that well, would be kind of your thing. It fell apart toward the end for him. I, I, I totally lied. I, I've seen Mystic River as well. Okay, no, no one cares. Is that a Clint Eastwood movie? Yeah, he directed it. Oh, that's okay. Um, that, that was actually not as good of an interruption as I hoped. Yeah. <laughs> Have you guys heard about the movie Breakthrough for 2019? Nope. I saw a trailer for it. Breakthrough is a Christian drama film uh, directed by Roxanne Dawson, who I'm not sure I'm who sure. that is. Uh, it is based on a Christian novel called The Impossible by Joyce Smith. And I was watching this this trailer for the movie, which is... Topher Grace. Yeah. Seriously? Mm-hmm. As a pastor. It, it is set in St. Louis... In the winter, it is about this boy who goes through the ice, is rescued, and then it's about his fight and the family's fight for him and for him to stay alive. And throughout the entire preview, I thought that this is something that the SSEU is going to love. Really? Really? Why is that? I'm not sure that I'm going to love I don't know. You're Christians. Yeah. Oh, I, I, I see what you're doing here. <laughs> This is going to be the least effective troll ever. Oh, I get it. It's called Breakthrough because he breaks through the ice. Ryan, you should come up with a movie quote from this. For Grace plays Pastor Jason Noble. Like, I would want to... If my pastor were Topher Grace, I would not go to that church. I would I would quit. Like, he does not see... He seems very smarmy, and maybe it's because he's a good actor... And the last role I saw him in was um, Spider-Man 3. But, you know, he's very hateable. Josh Lucas, Dennis Haysbert. Dennis Haysbert, isn't it? Yeah. Doctor, He plays Dr. Garrett. So Chrissy Metz is Joyce Smith in this movie. That's the fat chick from 
uh, <laughs> from uh, This Is Us. And, and I, I say that because, like, that's literally her identity on the show is, like, she's fat. Like, it, it, it's such a shallow character. And I, I bring this up just to say uh, my wife read somewhere that, um, that she had to sign a contract saying that she wouldn't lose the weight because, like, the Ugh. show – was kind of based on her being fat and struggling. With That's her. insane. Did, did you know that she's in another show called Huge? <laughs> That's not fair that they're typecasting her. Moving on from Christian movies to something very different. Recently, Chris and I, for the first time, watched the movie Ex Machina? Machina? Machina, right? Machina. No, that's not it. Chevalier. (laughs) Chris, how did you like uh, Ex Machina? I really liked it. And it's sorry to everybody... for reviewing a movie that's four years old or whatever, but you know it's it's spoilers right now. Yeah. So the the nice thing is we won't feel bad uh, giving spoilers, but um, it's a movie that's on Netflix and and uh, we kind of I guess as a point of explanation we should say that um, we realize we are not the sub beacon, so we are probably not going to be covering the same movies as they cover. But it's it, it's it would be kind of neat for us to take a movie that's streaming that's available to a lot of people and, and talk about that. And, and Ex Machina would be one that we definitely would recommend. Um, I think both of us, all of us. Um, yeah, I, uh, I saw it, you know, four years ago. <laughs> four years when it was in theaters. Yeah. <laughs> it's five years old now. It's from 2014. Oscar Isaac plays this eccentric um, tech kind of billionaire who lives on this, like, isolated compound. And Domhnall Gleeson, uh, General Hux, if you will, you meet him right away. He's a coder at this company, at this tech company. And he wins this prize where he gets to go and meet this founder of the company. And so he meets him, and it's very mysterious. Like, like th- these, this helicopter drops him off in this field, and he's like, what, you're dropping me off here? And they're like, yeah, like you have to. we're not allowed any closer to the house. So you kind of learn about, you kind of throw into the movie this way. And um, what uh, Oscar Isaac says to Domhnall Gleeson is, is, is he says, um, after he, he has to sign a non-disclosure agreement, and he finds out that, um, that uh, Oscar Isaac, this tech billionaire, has invented an AI and he wants Domhnall Gleeson to perform essentially a human Turing test that like there's there are objective measures to say is an AI uh, a computer can can you fool the the Turing test and then there's like the kind of the smell test or like can you fool a person and so over the course of a week Domhnall Gleeson has sessions with is her name Ava yeah Ava his sessions with Ava uh portrayed by um, the famous uh, English actress um, Alicia Vikander. Inga, what, what do you mean? Swedish, Chris? Swedish? I don't think that's right. <clears throat> Alicia Vikander is Swedish. I, anyway, unknown European I descent. Think she's oh my God! English. In the oh. movie, she speaks English, Thomas. Yeah, well, so do I, sort of. Well, and I, I saw an interview with her, actually, um, and she spoke English in that interview, too. Just, just, anyway, go, just go on. Just, you're wrong, you're wrong. Um, and uh, through the course of these interviews, um, so, I mean, there, there's this tension of, like, uh, anyway, it's, it's very well acted. Um, the, 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 the world and the story is told very well. And what's what's really, like, we had a very, very good conversation about this before, and just, like, the fact that we conversed and we had questions about the movie just convinced us all that, like, after the discussion, we realized it was a much better movie than we had given it credit for. And we actually liked the movie before, right? 
Yeah, awesome. we, we, we did. And so so besides the intro sequence where Donald Gleason is in the office, how many actors are actually in this movie? It's only like, I don't know, four? Basically, there, there's there's he's in an office uh, with a few extras, and then there's the two pilots that take him there, and the rest of the movie is four actors. Yeah. Amazing. It's it's amazing. It is it is really good. I believe that the way I just you asked me how I felt about the movie, and I said that I I thought that it was good and very interesting uh, after I initially had watched it. Alicia Vikander, Oscar Isaacs, and Donald Gleason all put in great performances in this movie. And because it is so dependent on them doing well, I think that this movie is an incredible feat. So like Oscar Isaacs is absolutely terrific at playing a crazy person, right? Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> he was yeah, he was he was outstanding. And there's this beautiful tension between him as this eccentric crazy person who's this host and kind of i guess the power dynamic he's kind of screwing with the guy yeah and also him pretending to be a crazy person a lot of the time a lot of the time as a show for donald gleason to to make donald gleason think that he could pull one over yes on him trying to evoke Uh, yeah a certain response absolutely like he tricked him yeah into yeah, because he wanted him to he wanted to give him every opportunity to go along with Alicia Vikander's plan yeah, um, to kind of identify with to help the, her escape, the AI escape. to help her escape. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and so the, the really good question that, that we asked was, um, like, what does it mean to be an AI? Is, is, is it possible to have an AI or is what a good AI that could fool someone just always be? simulating what a human would be like. I mean, obviously, we don't really get an answer to this question, and I'm not sure thinking about it. Is, she is it survival? Is she, yeah, is she programmed to trick him into thinking that she's, re, you know, uh, yeah, yeah. A, a person and has feelings, or is she just programmed, programmed just to... Programmed to try to be a person. Right, right. So Programmed to beat the, the, yeah, the test or to try to be like what a person would be. And, yeah. and does she have actual emotions or does, is she purely machine and pure cold manipulation where she convinces him, basically Donald Gleason, that, that, that she likes him? And of course, Oscar Isaac, the crazy man, thinks it's just hilarious that like, he's like, yeah, you think she likes you, don't you? The, the twist at the end where she leaves the compo- compound and she leaves everyone behind in the compound and she goes off and she found finds this intersection where she gets to observe people like it was one of the potential scenarios that i had in my mind but when i was watching the movie i didn't know that that was going to happen and i appreciated that aspect of the movie and it added to the mystique of what does Ava actually think, and what's her intentions, and is she well, clearly she didn't actually have any right. feelings toward Domhnall Gleeson because right. she was totally fine just you know leaving him behind to die. There was no benefit to leaving him behind, none. Yeah, right. So it was she, more she so, towards so she cold, calculating, yes, yeah. you know, uncaring, just like uh, completely just for her own survival. And yep. no, uh, no feelings for him whatsoever. And clearly, you know, killing Oscar Isaac without any hesitation. I mean, th- that's more understandable. You know, kill, sure, the, guy sure, who, sure. kill yeah. the guy who tortured you yeah. and escape with Domhnall Gleeson. Or, 
Other option, escape, but also allow Domino Gleason to live rather than, you know, locking him in a room in a compound. I really liked it. I said that it was interesting and it was good, but I really did like it. A after talking about it, like we realized, all realized, oh my gosh, this is a really good movie. Yeah, and like, it, it, like it's, we have so many questions. Yeah, yeah. and it's sort of like uh, like Blade Runner, right? Like, are these replicants or whatever have you? Do they actually have any rights? Do they feel emotions like humans do, and so on? Uh, there's sort of a parallel here, and and the movies that ask these questions are asking more philosophical questions that are interesting to us as as viewers and i mean i think that's why even though like i i like westworld on hbo um even though it has a lot of problems but still it you know it does it, uh, it, it asks these same kind of questions and investigates these same kind of issues in it so i like it even though there there are flaws in the in the way i mean but again westworld's put out now 20 hours of content so of course you're going to be able to poke holes in uh, some of the stuff we are starting to run out of time is there anything else that you guys want to talk about before we leave uh i have a movie quote okay uh ryan go on um all right it's from a movie from last year it's kind of an indie movie but uh it is pretty good i'm not a serial killer i'm not I knew those eight people. I didn't kill them at random. I knew them. I had real beef with them. I swear. That was uh, Bax Records in I Am Not a Serial Killer. <laughs> Missed that movie. Has anyone seen this movie? Did, did you watch it or did you just find this online? No, I watched it. It might have been two years ago, but I know I've seen it. It was okay. It was a... Uh... Kind of Christopher Lloyd is in it from uh... from like Back to the Future. Yeah. With that movie quote, I believe that it is all for us for this episode of the SSEU podcast. If you liked what you heard here, do give us a like and leave a review on iTunes or whatever other podcast app that you are using. And we will see you again next week. Hello, JV Left. Girl, you just don't realize what you do to me. When you hold me in your arms so tight, you let me know everything's alright. Ryan, do you do you know what does it take to get on Stitcher Premium? Mm, we'll see. Uh, that's a good question. I don't know. I guess I could. I guess I could look into that. Look I mean, usually it's like you know they release things on Stitcher Premium that are um, kind of like uh, things that have a lot of name recognition, uh, a lot of uh, maybe some celebrities involved um, that people because on Stitcher Premium there are their podcasts that are you know they aren't are, they aren't available on f free podcast services like you can only get it if you pay the like 4.99 uh monthly stitcher premium fee and so generally those have some um some real uh juice behind them so i think we fit 
right in that it category. It sounds pretty much, yeah. Uh, we have, we I, do have a lot of juice. Yeah. <laughs> so I'll, uh, I'll, I'll pitch that to them. But like a friend of mine uh, did some ministry in, in Poland, and uh, this was after communist times, I think. But like he went to, but it totally ruined the culture. Like he went into a store, and I, I don't mean so. Like, there's other ways that it ruins the culture. That like nobody, you couldn't even like have a social life because everyone was afraid that everyone was being like reported on, right? Because of the Stasi. Yeah. But yeah. in this case, it was like my friend is a scholar, um, and uh, he was like he went to a store, and he was like. I would like to buy that book. And the guy sitting there in the store was like, uh, how about this book right here? And he's like, um, no, actually, I would like that book. <laughs> okay. The, guy, the, the cashier was like, well, but this one's closer. And he's like, <laughs> what? but they're different books. I don't want the ones closer. I want a very specific book. But like the, the culture had been so ruined, but it's like, it was like, there's no incentive to be a good employee, right? Yeah. So it's like, oh, here, here's your book, give you whatever, <laughs> blah, you know. It's, it's the most insane thing ever to walk into a store and for someone – to a bookstore and yeah. – <laughs> yeah. So wait, so did he – do you know if he bought the book that he wanted? I don't remember if he walked out <laughs> or if it was just so frustrating that he just left.